0: Well, welcome to the Restaurant Relevance Podcast, uh, where the goal is to glean operational tactics for restaurant operators from data-driven research, possibly nerding out along the way. I'm Nathan Jarvis, the host and the creator. Welcome to those of you who are listening and or watching. In this episode, we're featuring research published in the Journal of Hospitality and Tourism Insights, entitled, Are Online Food Delivery Systems Persuasive?, the impact of pictures and calorie information on consumer behavior. I'm really excited to have the authors on the podcast today because of how important online uh, food ordering has become over the past year, how important it is going to continue to be over the next uh, coming months, and because of some of the surprising results. So let's jump right in. We're fortunate to have all three of the authors of this research today. Uh, To start off with, uh, Ms. Nafiki Gundan is currently a PhD student with the Hilton College under Dr. Morrison and has already published four papers. Quite an accomplishment for a PhD student. Previously, she worked for Renaissance Hotels, Marriott Hotels, and Walt Disney World. Her research interests include e-marketing, mobile technologies, and mobile applications for the hospitality industry. Welcome.
1: Hello, everyone. Uh, Welcome, and thank you for inviting us to this podcast today.
0: Thank you. She is joined by Dr. Agnes DeFranco, who, with more than 30 years of experience, is a full professor and the Conrad N. Hilton Distinguished Chair at the Hilton College. She is the co-author of six textbooks and has published more than 120 refereed articles. Quite a prolific researcher. This research and service to the industry has been recognized through numerous awards, including the University of Houston's Career Teaching Award, the Distinguished Faculty Award from the Hilton College Alumni Association, and many, many more. Her research interests include finance, accounting, and decision making. Welcome to the podcast.
2: Well, it's great to be here. Thank you for having us, Dr. Jarvis.
0: Absolutely. And lastly, Dr. Christian Morrison. Uh, he is an associate professor with Hilton College and the author of more than 100 peer reviewed publications. Uh, he's also received numerous awards for his work. Uh, his work has been funded by the European Union, the Hospitality Financial and Technology Professionals, Convention and Visitors Bureaus, and universities the world round. His research interests include mobile technology, information technology, and biometric systems. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me. Absolutely. Uh, Thank you all for spending the time uh, today uh, to talk about your research. So I'd like to start at the 30,000 foot level, right? Really high up. So let's start with uh, Nafiki. In two sentences, would you explain your research? And so what it was about and then what you found?
1: Yes, absolutely. The purpose of the study was to find out that the impact of the design of the OFDS user base on the consumer's uh, behaviors, including their attitudes to use OFDS, online food delivery services, their spending, their uh, tipping behaviors, and then their uh, intentions to purchase through such services. And what we found, we found two main things um, uh, based on the results. So uh, the first one, we found that the consumers are actually influenced by the calorie information and it affects their tipping behaviors. They're more likely to uh, give higher tip to delivery drivers. And the second, what we found was uh, the role of the pictures impact their purchasing intentions. When we presented a picture of consumers eating food items, it's actually influenced their uh, purchasing. So they're like, they're likely to uh, purchase through such services when they saw this picture.
0: Awesome. Okay. So you did find an effect and you're saying both calorie information and picture information uh, in OFOSs, which are food ordering systems, right? Correct. All right. Uh, Do you want to elaborate a little bit more? Are we talking DoorDash, Uber Eats, a restaurant website, text messaging, online, phone call? What exactly are you talking about?
1: So uh, we're actually uh, the focusing online online food delivery services, including Uber Eats, GrabHub, DoorDash, Postmates, where actually consumers are able to have access to these systems and they're able to see online menus of the restaurants and they can start ordering their food items and after they give the, you know, if, if, if when they give the information that is needed, uh, such as address, their payment information, they're able to complete their online food ordering task and the delivery drivers are actually um, taking that food when it's ready and then they get it from the restaurants and then they make sure that the consumers are receiving these orders.
0: Okay, awesome. So uh, maybe Dr. Morrison and Dr. DeFranco, uh, I guess my question is then jumping ahead a little bit can we could we apply this to a restaurant that has their own ordering on their website and could this be applied to uh an online ordering experience where the guest isn't using a delivery driver meaning if they're ordering it to go and they pick it up in the restaurant would this apply to any of those situations
3: Right. That's a great question, Nathan. Uh, and I'm, I'm so happy that you asked this question. So in our research, we are trying to basically mimic the interface, the user interface of one of these online food delivery systems, right? So we were looking just at the web interface, the way the consumers interact with the the system on their web-based experience, right? Okay. So in order to answer this question, like, is this applicable to the restaurants? I have to take you back to a little story that I always like to tell. Um, It's about Facebook and the system that was really popular before Facebook, right? So I'm sure a lot of members of the audience could relate to that. But before Facebook, there was the system, huge social media called MySpace. And MySpace allowed everybody an opportunity to create a website, just like the restaurants can now create their own websites. And people were allowed so many opportunities to customize that experience just like every restaurant designs their own website based on, you know, their legacy, their branding, their marketing philosophy, uh, cooking methods, compliance, and whatever vision they have. Right. So the same, thing happened to MySpace users. Everybody designed websites that reflected their own personality, their own vision for online interactions, and the result was a mess, right? Everything was cluttered, <laughs> everything was noisy, people put mp3s uh, on their on their page, and Facebook saw this opportunity to basically standardize everything. So when they came into the market, not only that they had the content that was interesting to the other consumers, But the interface was so clean and predictable Mm -hmm. that everybody enjoyed it. So all of a sudden you jump from MySpace, which was cluttered, noisy, to a clean interface where you knew where the, you know, picture sharing button was, where the friends button is. You know where to click and you know what to expect. And that logic is very similar to the way cars are designed, for example, right? So you go into a car, you know where the turn signal is. You know where the wipers are. You know where the climate controls are. You know what the pedals are, right? So everything is predictable and that's true for website design. So to come back to your question, is this applicable? Yes and no. It is applicable only in so far websites can design, restaurants can design websites that are clean and intuitive and people can find information where they're supposed to, where they expect to find it. But if the restaurants design cluttered interfaces where people have to guess and disengage from the main job, that they have on that website, which is to find information that informs their decision to purchase, then it's not going to work. So that's why we wanted to mimic this clean interface, right, um, of these OFDSs because they design everything so clean um, without all these hedonic elements, without all these things that make your experience pleasant, just to the
0: point so people can order fast and get their food fast interesting uh i love i love your storytelling uh that that's very much very similar to the way that i i uh try to relate points so i appreciate the uh the, the side tangents there yeah, um, yeah. okay and that that's fascinating to think about because i never would have thought that the the cleanness of the design uh in doordash or something like that contributes so much as opposed to a restaurant website so uh, to, it sounds like what you're saying is if a restaurant could design their online proprietary system in a clean way that mimics the way that these online systems are designed, then these results could be applicable to them. Absolutely. And remember, this is a
3: question of design of interface, right? Everybody wants to design an interface that is nice, that is pleasant, that is, you know, you know fun to interact with and that's legitimate because those um, uh, those elements will produce a nice atmospheric like a cool uh, interaction experience but we all have to remember and it's it's so important in all sorts of design especially in web design and especially in highly competitive markets as the restaurant that the purpose of the website is to guide the consumer to an informed decision to purchase That's the main job of the restaurant. And the pandemic only demonstrated that, right? If you have a website that is designed to sell, it should do a good job in allowing people to buy fast. If the website, you know, a website can be designed also to promote, right? And if the purpose of the website is to to just promote the brand, right? Then that that website has to do a good job to make you look at the website. And then the next thing you know is you're gonna pick up the, the phone and call them for an order. If that's the case, then the restaurant website does a good job. So the cleanliness of the interface, the the way it's designed intuitively responsive to different interfaces uh, or different resolutions of different devices that people use is absolutely critical, uh, especially in the post pandemic world.
0: Wonderful, thank you. Wow, I, uh, I had not thought about that. That's awesome, thank you. Um, all right, so, Now I'm thinking about all that. Um, All right, so that's how you got to choosing um, to, to mimic an online food ordering system. I'm also curious about your choice to look at the presentation of pictures, right? Of the food versus someone eating the food in combination with, uh calorie information you know either numeric or or symbols i if i were building the study would not have defaulted to well i want to study pictures and calorie information that seemed like something out of left field so how did that come into play why did y'all decide to study both of those elements
1: um, so we focus on the concept of the social presence in our study. I would like to give the definition what is social presence and why we use. So the social presence is the referred to degree of the perceived human contact in the online platforms. Uh, such as when we enter the websites, we're seeing some greetings, welcome to this website. When we look at the uh, sample child's websites, we are able to see the pictures that uh, people were just uh, walking on the beach and then on in the Maldives area. So when we see those pictures, we would like to go there and then we imagine ourselves that we're there and then it will actually affect us. Let's just look at this hotel rooms. So this is the actually the, the story behind this concept. And also what we found was there was a gap in the hospitality literature and it's more specifically in the OFDS context. So that's why we decided to see whether the consumer's behaviors are changing when we present a picture of the consumer eating that food items, and we use the chicken sandwich for that picture, and then the people are uh, eating that picture, and then it's it's worked for us. The consumers are able to, uh, consumers are likely to purchase a food item through the OFDS. And also we uh, were looking for the, the presenting the calorie information and as we know the, some of the trained restaurants were mandated to put the calorie information in their menus and whether it's online version or uh, paper based menus and also we found that during our literature research that some um, research found out that actually consumers are not influenced by only the calorie information. But also, they were influenced by the symbols. That symbol represents how much, how long exercise they should do to burn off that calories, such as thirty minutes walk or an hour running. It depends on like what of the numbers of that calorie information. So, uh, based on this, uh, the what we found from our literature uh, research. So, we decided to use uh, presenting the picture of consumers eating that food item. And also, we decide to use also um, that symbols that represent how long they should just do the exercise to burn off that calorie, and then we found some changes on consumers' behavior.
0: Okay, all right. So to make sure I'm understanding, you recruited a bunch of people probably online to take uh, a questionnaire to look at pictures, and you gave them pictures of. Someone, the, the food item, so a chicken sandwich, this was a good year to use a chicken sandwich, considering all the, the chicken sandwich wars that are going on. Uh, all right, so chicken sandwich, someone eating a chicken sandwich, so they got one of those two pictures, uh, and then they got calorie information, either some sort of number saying, I'm guessing the a number of calories, or they got an icon showing them how long they would have to go running, basically, to to work off uh, the chicken sandwiches. Am I understanding properly? Yes. Yeah. Awesome, all right. Uh, and so, and again, to give context before your results, it sounds like what you're saying is that other studies have found that those little symbols that show, well, you, you're going to have to go swim for 45 minutes to work off the sandwich, uh, that that was pretty effective at influencing people. Is that that's true? That's what other people have found.
1: Yes, the previous uh, the research they found that that actually that symbols change people's uh, the food choice, and okay. why this result to in the OFDS context? Whether people. They uh, when they see the weather is going to change their behaviors, whether they're going to purchase, or um, and maybe it will not affect any their of their choice. So this is what we try to examine and what we found in
0: our study. Awesome. All right. So what did you find that to be the case? Did, did, were people influenced by, by the symbols versus the, the information?
1: Uh, so for the, in terms of the calorie information, what we found that that the symbols actually did not change their behaviors. What changed their behaviors when we presented calorie with only the numbers? They actually were influenced by these numbers, and more specifically, their tipping behaviors are changed. So what we conclude was consumers, they're actually like they likely to give a higher tip to delivery driver. And when they see uh, the calorie information as a numbers, what we found in terms of calorie in this and then for um, the the pictures, we found that that when uh, consumers, they actually see the pictures of consumers eating food they elected to uh, purchase a food item through the OFDAs. This is the second main findings that we uh, we conclude based on our results.
0: wait. so if you use numbers for calorie information, they're gonna tip the delivery driver more? That's That's what you found?
1: Yes. We found this, and um, we the the rationale behind this that what we conclude was actually consumers, when the straightforward information given to them, and they're likely to accept the delivery driver because of they could feel that the delivery driver is a uh, participant of their online food ordering task, and because of that reason, they're likely to give higher tips this delivery drivers versus when we present the calorie information as the symbols, it did not affect, it did not influence their behaviors.
0: I I would not have expected that. That's very interesting. Why? Like, does that fit into your theory at all? I mean, what's the relationship there? Right. So, so excuse me. The theory that we used
3: is called elaboration likelihood model, which is a fancy name for basically a theory of attitudes. In other words, a theory that explains how people change their minds, right? So this, this has been on top of the minds of most people since ancient times, right? How to persuade someone how to change somebody's attitudes, how to, to make them change their mind as a result yeah. of what you say to absolutely. them, right? And this is absolutely important, especially in web design when there's no direct communication, right? So there's no person-to-person communication. So now the website has to be persuasive. It has to provide a message that changes somehow the viewer's mind, right? This is a yeah, concept, right? Which, and, and this is something that was developed in theory in the 80s by the authors of the theory Petty and uh, Cacioppo, and believe it or not, it has been used extensively in marketing, e-marketing, in web design, especially recently in politics. Right. So all the recent U.S. presidents, you know, their campaign has used you know this logic of this theory and how to basically persuade people. And the theory says this. Right. So theory says this: a message can be persuasive in two ways. Right. So people can be persuasive in two persuaded in two ways one if the message is relevant to them and people get involved in the message they're likely to think or to elaborate and that whole mind process will happen through a central processing route in your mind and eventually you you'll change your mind after you change your mind the new way of thinking the new attitude will last longer will result in all sorts of decisions towards that particular message right Okay. But at the same time, people can be persuaded by other elements of the message that are not necessarily central to how you think, right? They may be these hedonic elements, we call it hedonic elements, but they're basically these peripheral or side elements of a message, like the number of arguments in a message, the strength of the arguments, and even things that we don't necessarily think about as part of the message, like the attractiveness of the messenger. Right. That's why you see attractive people in commercials or, you know, speakers and things like that. Right. Um, number of arguments like all these peripheral cues, as they are called in theory, will influence you to also change your mind if you don't elaborate, if you don't think about it. Right. So your mind takes a little bit of a shortcut and eventually you can change your mind. But the fact that you change your mind is not so long lasting as, uh, as if the message went through the, through the central route but you still still can change your mind. So in our design, we wanted to see, okay, what is the likelihood? How can we design elements that are nice and make the experience nicer? on the website and can still influence people going through the peripheral route, right? So so that's how we tied into theory. We try to influence people who are not necessarily focused too much on the task, but they still absorb these elements, right? So that that was our theoretical uh, framework. Uh, We're trying to understand how these elements or cues in the message influence the way people change their mind as a result of seeing a message. And it all ties back to the theory, right? It looks like, when you see people just like you, eating a sandwich rather than just the sandwich itself, that somehow influences you to think, okay, I'm really now uh, ready to buy this uh, sandwich, right? So that really goes back to basically confirming what we try to predict using this theory. And again, this is such a popular theory. It's been used in web design, in political campaigns, in a lot of uh, actual settings. And it's, it's very powerful because it explains how people behave as a result of receiving
0: persuasive communication. Okay. So if a guest is coming to a restaurant website, uh, or in this case, a, an ordering uh, website online, they're influenced possibly by two things, according to the theory. Uh, the central part is I'm looking for a chicken sandwich. This is a chicken sandwich. Yeah. Uh, it's, it looks, it's a, uh, it's described as a good chicken sandwich, very things that's, uh, rational arguments associated with the central part of what they're looking for. Exactly, um, but they're also influenced by peripheral things like um, how well the, the the website's design, the font, the colors, exactly. the cleanliness, the pictures in this case, that sort of thing. Yeah, all sorts of elements that
3: uh, create this nice experience. And you know, this this logic in web design has been. Uh, proposed and applied since I guess the 90s, early 2000s. And I remember there was a really uh, you know, strong trend in designing the websites for a lot of the destinations like state right. uh, destinations or even countries based on this logic. They were trying try to make these websites really engaging and playful to allow people to interact spontaneously with the website. And that creates this state of flow where people are engaged and stay on the website, they eventually become persuaded
0: and change their attitudes. Interesting, and so, I mean, it seems to me that restaurant operators by by practice know this theory in the sense that we most restaurant operators would say, well, your ambiance in your restaurant, the music you're playing, the color of the chairs, Uh, the artwork you put up contribute to whether people like to come to your restaurant and come back. Right. So that, that's, that's kind of what we're talking about here. Right. Okay. So at
2: the same time using what we are doing over here, think about looking at a website and in OFDS, these platforms is not just for your one restaurant. It aggregates other restaurants in there too. So you want to make sure that your product stands out. And that's why the persuasion is so important. So if I only put a burger, just one word, would you buy that? Or would you buy another burger from another restaurant? But if I now put a burger, but not just the one word burger, but also a description that says it's made from fresh ground beef, cooked to your specification, all that and so on. And you mentioned it too earlier. But what if I add another picture to it? that shows that this person actually is enjoying eating that chicken sandwich or eating that burger. And now one more thing is the calories. Now that is the tricky part because it depends on who you are, right? For younger right. people, work out, you know, and the calories are burned off, that's great. But I look at it and I'm going, oh my gosh, at my age, I might have to walk two hours before I can burn off this burger. That might be a little bit deterrent for me. But it all goes back to the restaurant tours because This is the way for us to get more sales, to market to our customers. And we are not just opening the door, as you said, Dr. Jarvis, that you walk in, you see the ambience and all that. I'm going to eat this food at my own home, in my own apartment. But what will make me buy from that particular restaurant is all about all these peripherals. The core is the same. I want a burger. I want a chicken sandwich. That's the core. But it's the peripherals
0: that we're looking at right now interesting okay and i think i remember somewhere in your paper you talked about well not just a picture of the burger not just the picture of someone eating it but even possibly pictures of the delivery experience that that might play in am i remembering that correctly
1: uh yes i think uh yes you remember correctly so we the consumers also like could see the picture that uh their food was delivered to another consumers and then the, the delivery driver and the consumers. I mean, because of the COVID pandemic, maybe we cannot think of because of the all the uh the pandemic and the consequences. But in um if we think that there is no COVID, COVID-19, uh the consumers are receiving their food items by the uh food that delivery drivers and then they're both happy and then consumers are really happy because their burgers arrive and then delivery driver is like giving very like a very good service quality just enjoying and then um like giving maybe smile to them or we could think of the picture consumers are actually eating that food with the family members there and the dining table and they're enjoying and then we can see the the package of the maybe food items, or we can see also, if we think about OFDS providers, we can think that maybe symbol of the Durdash or Uber Eats. Actually, it will also affect their behaviors when they see that very positive environment. I, I'm sure they're like, they are willing to use the services. And if they see a picture of very good food, but the good packaging of that food from the restaurants, they're likely to purchase from that restaurants because they see that, Uh, the family is happy they're enjoying their food why not we are not
0: ordering any food from them okay all right so i'm going to push you a little bit more all right so if i'm a restaurateur uh, and i'm going to use uh, one of these online food delivery systems i'm gonna i'm thinking about i want pictures of my food great i want pictures of people eating the food great Uh, but i don't just sell burgers i may have 10 or 20 or you know 40 menu items so I'm now thinking about I got to take pictures of all my food, Um, pictures of the food, pictures of someone eating it, maybe pictures of people eating it together. When I start looking at those second and third pictures, and I know I'm asking you extrapolate beyond your research here, but I mean, would you advise restaurateurs that they need a different one for each one of their 40 menu items or could could you create a group shot of a family eating food with each person eating something different? So you could use that one group shot for like five different menu items? Uh, Help me here.
1: Okay. I can go first. So we haven't thought about this, but I I think it's a very good question. So as a consumer, since I'm using the services too, I would like to see different menu items since the restaurants are not providing only one type of food item. And then their goal is to increase their sales. And if the consumers are choosing different food items, which for me, I would think that this restaurant is actually all the foods are very delicious and then the people are very happy with the different types of food items if i see as a picture they're eating only one food item i would think that this restaurant is only provide one good food item let's say burger but if i see different like sandwiches like main course or even dessert i would think that whatever i order from this restaurant i would be happy i would like to see the picture uh, people are eating um, different food items. This is what I would think. Okay. I'm similar
2: That's- to 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 what Nafika is saying. I would like to see when I go to the first landing page of that particular restaurant. I would want to see a group of people enjoying themselves first, with lots of different foods and so on. Because at the end, we're all human. Think about it. We all want to yeah. be together. And even right now, um, if I ask all of you guys, you know, I would love to see my students in my classroom and give them hugs you know, and our family members, obviously, because we are, at the end, we're human. So if I see people eating food and enjoying the food, that picture is actually trying to persuade me that it's not just about buying the food, it's buying this whole experience, that if I do that, I will be happy, just like these people and so on. And maybe I can get my friends to come over and eat together versus me eating by myself. Now, but after that, maybe when we get to the individual food items, I wanna see what that food is, how it's being presented and all that. So I believe a combination of that might be a good one. And see, that might be a new study that we want to do and the different scenarios
0: that we give, right? Yeah, absolutely. Lo- lots of research questions here. Dr. Morrison, do you wanna add? Yes, absolutely. And you know what Dr.
3: DeFranco and Nifiki have said about the website is absolutely, important right um the role of the restaurant has never been more critical than now um the role of restaurant website that is and so for restaurants to build good websites websites that are persuasive that show you know portray the actual experience and transpose the consumer into the feelings that you will get when uh when you basically consume the food or reconstruct the experience at home that is absolutely critical for them so if you look at the you know, the most recent trends in web design, right? So you see two trends, basically. One is responsive design, which basically is a design layout that instead of shrinking the elements of the website, uh, as people use different screens with different resolutions like tablets and phones, right? Right. The elements rearrange a little bit on the page so that they don't, distract the viewer or they don't uh, damage the, the, the nice uh, viewing experience. So that's one element. But the second element, and especially that's designed for people viewing or people accessing the website on large screens, um, mm-hmm. and that's especially true now in the pandemic, everybody has a large screen, everybody has a home office, is the use of big pictures and high resolution pictures as backgrounds and how they rotate, right? So you can have a picture right. of the atmosphere, you can have a picture of you know specific food items, you can combine that and you will have to, as a restaurant, I don't think you have a choice right now because again, there's all this competition with the OFDSs, right? You will have to find that sweet spot between the cleanliness of the interface and your ability to present things in a manner that is really, really persuasive, right? Because we all know this, right? In in web design, we all say this in, in all the classes in web design. Like, um people make their first impression whether to stay or to leave a web page in less than four seconds. So imagine you land on the page and you count to four, and the consumer has already decided if they will stay and eventually lead up to an order or defect the website, go somewhere else, right? So all of these elements come into play when you design a good interface. And uh, I I cannot emphasize it for for the restaurateurs, how important it is to have a really good, well-designed website that responds well, that attracts people. And remember in the era of this competition between OFDS and restaurants, customer acquisition is absolutely critical. And the best way for restaurants to other than the in like on site experience
0: to acquire customers is their website. Okay, awesome. So y'all f- all kind of answered this, but uh, again, I like asking this. If you owned a restaurant today, right? We're coming out of COVID, hopefully. Uh, what would you be doing with your website ordering and or um, online food delivery system uh, systems? What would you be doing using these results?
2: and I think Dr. Morrison mentioned a lot of those already, but, um, and if you also mentioned that too, is that having people eating helps to sell the product. So it's the design that Dr. Morrison just explained so nicely that you you need to be clean, all those and so on, but have pictures. If you don't have pictures, it's not going to work and have some pictures with people eating, enjoying that, because that and the calorie information with numbers, not the icons. And I think that the icons just maybe scared people away that, yo, oh, maybe uh-huh. I shouldn't be, you know, buying all these food. <laughs> I'll buy just enough, but not buy this extra ice cream or dessert because then I will can't walk it off, you know, or whatever. So yeah. just because if I see 600 calories, it hasn't registered yet. But if I see the icon that says I have to work an hour on the treadmill, I register right there. Okay, right, so make sure that you have pictures and have some calorie information because it is important. We all want to be healthy. So it's not just a calorie information. Um, we actually put you know information about sodium intake you know that the uh, item provides and so on, other things as well. So it's right. good that we know what we're eating, the nutritional information. So have that in there. But most importantly, as Dr. Morrison said, that design needs to be clean. It needs to be easily accessible. I don't have to click a hundred clicks to go into whatever I need to buy and so on. <laughs> and, it's easy for me to check out, okay? Have everything on the cart. I can just push one button, save my credit card information or whatever, and I'll be able to check out. So those are important information that restaurant restaurateurs will have to, to think about because really this is not going anywhere. It's here to stay. It's going to be just more and more. So we really have to look at our website design.
0: Interesting, awesome. And uh, you mentioned the number of clicks. I was listening to a podcast the other day uh, with someone from Domino's and their ideation over the years in technology. And he said at one point, you know, cause they have their mobile app, which is great. And it's basically a one click, uh, you know, option cause you can save your preference. So you can open the app and right. click order and it orders. Mm-hmm. At one time they were uh, toying around with a zero click option. So all you had to do was open the app and it automatically ordered your favorite pizza. Like I, anyway, uh, I just thought that was really fascinating. Yeah, that, uh, Awesome. That, Go ahead. I, I wanted to add
3: that it's super fascinating and that's coming because that's the blend between website design and AI, okay? So one, okay. one of the most frustrating things in web design and in general in human computer interaction is that humans have to make decisions at every step of the way, right? So all these decision right. trees, are really frustrating for the consumers. And AI will allow for that decision-making to be outsourced to to AI instead of humans, right? So imagine a website that learns your preferences, right? And can calculate with quite good accuracy that you're gonna order a chicken sandwich on Tuesdays around 12.30 PM, right? Uh, AM too, right? But the system (laughs) can predict quite well what you're going to order, when you're going to order, and the more data you have to design the AI system, the more accurate the system is going to be, right? So right. I can definitely see a possibility for a lot of these big companies, OFDSs, to have enough data to be able to predict how consumers order food, right? So in that situation, right, you go to the app, and the app has already made the decision for you being a decision that you are likely to agree with. Because you've agreed with 99 previous decisions that ended in the same result, right? That's how the system. Yeah. So, so it's totally possible for that to happen. And I personally look forward to it because I don't want to click, click, click uh, on this and have to decide it. I want someone to decide it for me. And I think maybe people should be uh, open to suggestions from AI. I don't think you can go wrong with any item that you order from a restaurant, uh, even though it's not yeah. your favorite item, but I think it's still good food that you can enjoy with your family. And I think that's, uh, that, that's, that's coming. I think
0: uh, we will we'll be able to see that. Previews of the future. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Uh, anything else y'all would like to share? Uh,
1: I was going to say the same thing about Dr. Marsons. I totally agree with him. Um, I was always having a hard time to find the food item that I was looking for. um, If I would like to look for any toppings for my pizza or any like appetizers or any side dish that I'm looking for. If I have any websites that it's also like based on my profile, based on my previous choice. And it just like listed for me, I don't have to go and uh, dig in all the websites. I don't have to go and look for what I'm looking for, but here we go. This is what you purchased before or you most likely to would like this. So just please click and then it will just take you to payment uh, page. So I hope that the websites will just like reduce the time what we're looking for the you know the food item or we're looking for the payment where we check out. I think that will be very beneficial for the consumers, and then we will be able to just purchase very quickly, so we don't have to look for anything else on the websites.
3: Cool, and,
0: and I also I-, I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. Right. I was just gonna say. Yeah, I mean, thinking about it from a non-technology side, you're like, I mean, that was the advantage of being a regular in any restaurant, right? You walked in and the maitre d' or the the server who knew you knew what your regular was, right? And would say, mm-hmm. you want the regular today, right? So in, in that sense, AI is just kind of replacing that uh, a yeah. little bit. All right, sorry, go ahead, Dr. Morrison. Yeah, so I, I was gonna say,
3: uh, you know, that these websites and the restaurant websites in general are unique compared to any other websites. Why? Because think about what need they address. They, they address a basic human need hunger right it's hunger you know mediated by a little bit of social context right because it's it's a nice consumption experience but you don't have unlimited time to decide as if you buy clothes or you know jewelry or electronics right and when you look at what's happening with buying for example goods on amazon or some other uh, platforms people sometimes will window shop they'll put Things on a fictional cart, which they will abandon. Right. So there's a lot of research understanding that. But with the restaurant, the decision time is limited because you're driven by hunger, right? So so you have <laughs> to. right now, because you're hungry, you want uh, to order food. In in certain situations, yes, you'll pre-order. You'll 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 deliver it. You'll de- deliver the order. I'm sorry, uh, deliver the order uh, at a certain you know date and time and things like. But for the right. most part. We order for immediate consumption, right? And you're constrained as a consumer. You don't have that much time to really window shop and things. So figuring out a straightforward way for people to be informed immediately, stay on the website and order something that is valuable
0: for them uh, is really, really important. Fascinating. Thank you. Uh, So to recap, like three kind of action items or lessons learned here. First, I should be using pictures um, of people eating my food uh, from various backgrounds. Uh, Second, I should uh, maybe have pictures of people in other experiences, either the delivery experience or eating the food together. And third, um, it's possible that presenting calorie information as numbers could actually help to increase the tips that my drivers receive.
1: Yes, so it's exactly when the consumer see the picture of eating that uh, the food items, it may actually trigger their uh, the wish to be at that restaurant, wish to be, uh, wish to eat that food items. And also when we see that as a consumer, different pictures, they're having they're having food items or they just have a very happy like dining environment. It may affect their behaviors, their purchasing as well. And when we show consumers that the calorie information, it will affect the delivery drivers and they are likely to give a higher tip to the drivers and it will affect also the delivery side and also consumers see the calorie information and then they get the very straightforward information about that food item.
0: All right. Well, wonderful. Thank you all so much for taking the time to be on the show uh, with me today. A really interesting information, uh, hopefully very applied information that restaurant operators uh, can use. I really appreciate it. Uh, Thank you for being here.
1: Uh, Thank you very much for having us today. And I hope everybody enjoyed um, this podcast.
2: Thank you. And the same here too. Thank you for having us. But more importantly, go out, support your local restaurants, eat and enjoy the food.
3: Thank you so much for having us today and allowing us a platform to share our research with uh, the
0: members of uh, your audience. Thank you. And thank you for listening or watching today's show. If you have any questions or comments, please email me at Nathan at restaurantrelevance.com. Ciao.